0: Hi,
1: and welcome to About Town, the mini-podcast of Tulsa Talks. I'm Morgan Phillips, an editor at Tulsa People Magazine, and today I am joined again by our photographer, Michelle Pollard. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Well, I'm so glad that you're here today. We are talking about the April issue, which is currently on Tulsa People Racks. Before we jump right in, I need to explain that I had some weird audio issues when I was editing this episode of the podcast, and unfortunately, I'm not back at the office to fix it. I am actually at Walt Disney World, the happiest place on earth. So I wish I had some Tinkerbell magic, but I don't, and we're just going to go with it. I'm going to introduce this next section of audio, which is our photographer, Michelle Pollard, talking about her most recent trip to Prairie Creek Farms. She references another Morgan showing her around the farm. Her name is Morgan Long, and she's the operations director at Prairie Creek. This is all part of our April feature, which is talking about Tulsa area farmers who are making food more accessible to all of us by growing it locally and also offering home delivery and subscription services. Thanks for your patience.
2: First of all, the animals there, well, the people too, are so happy and it's just a fun place to visit. And um, one of my favorite quotes in the whole story was Nate saying, that every animal at the farm has a really great life and one bad day. (laughs) These animals, as soon as they see you, they come right towards you. And those farm dogs, like, I felt like I got the best welcome from their farm dogs, like a hug. (laughs) And They were so sweet. We pulled up to the pigs, and same thing, they all come right towards you. And she said that there was one she had to be real careful of because it would jump up on her. And they were getting so big now that that's just not a good thing. And I said, like a dog? And she said, yeah, it'll just come and jump up on me like a dog. like, well, that's funny. Um, And so we spent a few minutes there and petting the pigs. And then we rode over to the cows And as soon as they see the ATV coming, all the cows start going right to it. And she gets out and they're very friendly with her, of course, and then I step out and they all take a step back. And I said, oh, well, that's funny. And she said, yeah, you don't go to the cows. They come to you. And so I was like, like a cat? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, kind of. So the pigs are like dogs, the cows are like cats, and the dogs are like people. (laughs) She's like, yeah, pretty much.
1: Next up, longtime Tulsa People columnist Connie Cronley reads her April column called Someone Cheer Us Up.
0: A friend told me she knows it's spring when old boyfriends start showing up, like trappers coming down from the mountains. Well, many of us feel like mountain trappers, don't we, as we creep out of isolation, lock up, working at home, and quarantine. We're trying to figure out how to rejoin society. Some of us, and I am one, have lost all social skills. We drive aggressively. We're as grumpy as bears after a long hibernation. We've forgotten how to say please and thank you, and we don't know how to laugh. But here I am, being negative and sarcastic, which are the very traits I want to avoid. Van Morrison has a song, You Have to Fight Every Day to Keep Mediocrity at Bay, and I would add that we have to fight every day to keep negativity at bay. I read in a New York Times obituary of Joan Didion that the subject of much of her work was American disorder. Even her memoirs about grief, she wrote about her own psychiatric conditions, Critics accused her of snobbery, self-absorption, privilege, and humorlessness. In the middle of this obituary of Dower Didion came a quote that made me laugh. When Darcy O'Brien reviewed her book, The White Album, he asked, Can nothing be done to cheer this woman up? Oh, that is so Darcy. Native Californian, best-selling author, University of Tulsa professor with a quiet Irish twinkle. He died too young. And we miss him. In the last couple of years, we have been visited by almost every biblical plague except a plague of frogs. And I think we'd have frogs, too, if we weren't in a severe drought. What we don't have enough of is wit and humor. In this time of trial, how we need the Darcy O'Briens and the Jay Cronleys, writers who were smart, sharp, and funny. We need James Thurber, Mark Twain, Noel Coward, Dorothy Parker. At least we have Calvin and Hobbes. After so much solitude, we're hungry for an audience. I know for a fact that one of the hardest parts of grief is not having anyone at the end of the day to talk with about the trivialities of the day, how you called the water department, what you read in the newspaper, what mischief the dog got into. I believe this need for communication is why solitary workmen talk so much. They tell me all about their mother's termite problem when all I want is the dishwasher repair. In the few personal interactions I've had during reentry, and this goes for both men and women, I notice that our conversation skills are rusty. Instead of conversationalists, we have become monologists. One-on-one meetings turn into one-way streets. I'm guilty, too, because I'm anxious for them to stop talking so I can take the floor. I pulled out my Emily Post etiquette book, the 1975 version, not the original one from 1922, to check the index for conversation and, oh dear, 39 entries, tips for conversation in bus travel with taxi drivers, at dinner, advice for dealing gracefully with bores, sentence finishers, story snatchers, and unpleasant types. I was ready to converse. On my very next outing, the other person pinned me to my chair with a non-blinking stare and launched into a monologue. It was as if she were in a wordy Tom Stoppard play, standing downstage and declaiming to the audience, except I was the audience of one. On and on she went, circling back to details, repeating punchlines, and with incredible Beth control. Never a full stop, hardly a pause. Then suddenly she sort of snapped back to the present and seemed to see me for the first time. I could see her think, oh, I... I ought to include Connie in this conversation. So, she said, struggling for a subject, how's your cat? I was so surprised to be recognized, I answered automatically. Fine, I said, how's yours? She doesn't have a cat, and we both know that. The conversation hit a wall. Back to Emily Post. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode
1: of About Town. Speaking of About Town, be sure you visit tulsapeople.com abouttown to find an ongoing calendar of events and all the fun things to do this spring. Thanks for listening.